Welcome to A Bigger Life, where you can break through the distractions, stop, listen, and speak to God in prayer. I'm Dave Cover. I want to help you use the Bible as your conversation with God so you can live a bigger life. I want to continue to think of the imagery of Genesis 1 through 3 and how it applies to different ideas that we see in the Psalms, especially Psalm 119 we're looking at now specifically, how it relates to what the Bible is telling us about the Word of God. Remember, Jesus had this teaching of the Word of God. He had this view of God's Word that was rather remarkable. He's quoted Deuteronomy when he says, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. There's this idea that we live on the words that come from the mouth of God in the same way a person eats bread to live. Our soul, our body, our entire selves have to feed off every word that comes from the mouth of God. And we have pictures of this in Genesis. We looked at in the last episode when it comes to the spirit of God hovering over the darkness and the chaos and the lifelessness. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. The light idea and the life idea of God's spoken word coming from his Holy Spirit in that imagery of the spirit of God hovering over this And I just think of this image, you know, we've all seen enough science fiction movies where we can picture this image of this darkness and this chaos and the waters. You might even think of it in terms of just this dreary, horrible place and God's spirit moves over and God says, let there be light. And there was light. The simplicity of that picture, the dramatic nature of that picture shows us the power of God's word that God is trying to tell us. And that's what Psalm 119 is doing. It takes every Hebrew letter, like I said in the last episode, and has eight stanzas under each of the 22 Hebrew letters. And each stanza is telling us something about the Word of God. It's very repetitive. We're not going to read the whole thing. We're not even going to read most of it. It's very repetitive. But the repetition is the poetic point. And every line in that stanza under each Hebrew letter begins with that Hebrew letter. I want to use the imagery and read a common repeated phrase in Psalm 119. And that's the phrase, give me life, or you have given me life according to your word. So verse 25, my soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. Now, it doesn't take a lot of genius insight to see what's happening in that verse. It's taking the chapters of Genesis. God created the man from the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils. It says in chapter 2, verse 7 of Genesis, he breathed into his nostrils, and he became a living being. That God's breath, which is the same word in Hebrew for God's spirit, both Hebrew and Greek, the same word for spirit is the word for breath, and it has a lot of imagery there. It really does show us, in many ways, the picture of God breathing into Adam's nostrils, the breath of life, and he came alive. It's the spirit of God hovering over the lifelessness and speaking light and life 
into the lifelessness and into the darkness. And so this is saying here, my soul clings to the dust. My soul is dead. My soul is lifeless without you. Give me life according to your word. Now, I want to challenge you to think through, if you've been a Christian for a while, every phrase that I just said is kind of cliche, and it's tempting to let it go in one ear and out the other. But imagine hearing this for the first time, that it's God's word that gives you life. You know what it's like in the experiential sense for somebody's word to give you life. Let's say somebody gives you really good news, or you get an important job promotion, or an opportunity to go on a fun trip, or somebody you really care about says how significant you are to them, and you just get a skip in your step. You know, we have songs that are about, you know, all of a sudden the sun uh, starts shining, the sky is blue, I hear the birds singing at the words of somebody said to us when they said, I love you. You know, these, this idea that words give us life is something we experience all the time. But what this is trying to tell us is it's more than just that. It's more than just putting a skip in our step, although it for sure is that. It's more than just putting a skip in our step. It's literally giving us life. Otherwise, we would just simply go back to the dust of the earth. That there is this sense in which God's word is speaking life to us. Remember what Jesus said? We looked at it in the last episode. It's those that powerful verse in John six sixty three. the spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. You might say the dust counts for nothing. The spirit gives life. And then he said, the words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. The life in the words of God, breathing into our nostrils, the breath of life, the spirit of life, the spirit hovering over the darkness and speaking light into existence. So the Apostle John, who really is into all this imagery in Genesis, and he does it all the way through his Gospel of John. He for sure does it all the way through the Revelation of John in the last book of the Bible. He starts the Gospel of John, and now it might make a little bit more sense in light of what we understand from Genesis. John 1.1, the beginning says, In the beginning, so it's just like Genesis, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness. So you have this idea that life and light, that in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness. This is Genesis 1, 1 through 3. And he's saying that Jesus is the word. Jesus is the spoken word of God that created light and created all life. So he says in verse 9, The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. This is very powerful imagery. The one who made the world became human, became light. The one who is life himself became human, and the light came into the dark world, but the dark world did not recognize him. So he says in verse 12, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of a natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. 
we have this idea that people who are already walking the earth, they're just dust and flesh bodies and they're dead. But the word of God, the word of Jesus made flesh and the light that came into the world when we believe in his name as the I am, as everything that Jesus said he is, that we believe in him and we become born of God. We become made alive by the word of God. I'm just amazed. Again, you know, maybe I'm easily impressed. I don't think so. I'm amazed at this theme all the way through the Bible's pages. Verses that were written thousands of years, well, hundreds, centuries before Jesus was born, 1,400 years before Jesus was born, and fulfilled in Jesus. And John picks up on this and continues this theme, this theme that had been continued all the way through the pages of the Old Testament. Remember Jesus said in Luke 24, verse 44, that the Psalms were ultimately about him and everything written about him in the Psalms must be fulfilled. And we look at verses in the Psalms that all the way through pick up on this theme of of light and life coming from God's word, coming from God himself. And so Psalm 36, verse 7, how precious is your steadfast love, O God. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house and you give them drink from the river of your delights. There's that river again that we saw in Genesis 2. For with you is the fountain of life, and in your light do we see light. So this idea of light and life, being in God who is the fountain of life, and this image of the river of delights, the river that comes from the throne of God, they feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life, in your light do we see light." What I'm trying to do is help lift our eyes to see God the way the Bible's trying to tell us who he is. He is the fountain of life. He is the light in the darkness that gives life to the dust, that breathes life into the dust, and we become alive by God's spirit, but by God's word. God's word and God's spirit are the same thing. God's word and God's light are the same thing. God's word and Jesus are the same thing. So let's read Psalm 119, verse 25 again. My soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. We see this over and over. Verse 37, turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. The NIV translate ways as word. Remember, all these synonyms are basically meaning the word of God. Give me life in your word. Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things. This is the clinging to the dust. This is clinging to the darkness. This is clinging to the lifelessness and worthlessness that we see in Genesis 1-2, that the Spirit of God speaks life and light into. And this psalmist is saying, all these worthless things that are stealing my heart, turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your word. What a great prayer. What a great little liturgy for us to say. Give me life according to your word. Give me life in your word. Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things, from looking at things that bring nothing but dust and death, and give me life in your word. Verse 40, behold, I long for your precepts. Again, as a synonym for your word. Behold, I long for your word. In your righteousness, give me life. 
verse 50. This is my comfort in my affliction, that your promise gives me life. All the promises of all that God is for us in Jesus, in the word of God, gives me life. If I would put my nickel down on the promises of God's word, that gives me life. Think about it this way. Yeah, I don't know how much faith you have that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead and that the Bible is God's word. My guess is you're listening to this podcast. You have enough faith to listen to this podcast, more than 50%. Let's say it's 70%, but 30% of your mind has these doubts. Well, you know, I don't know. I'm about probably 99 versus 1%. But the thing is, is that, that we usually let the smaller percentage of our doubts what be what drives our decisions. So let's say you have, I'm just going to just speak a little bit silly, but just to make a point, let's say you have 70% faith that the Bible really is God's word, that Jesus rose from the dead, that Jesus's view of the Bible is absolutely true. It's every word that comes from the mouth of God that gives us life and that the words that he has spoken and all the Bible are the words that he has spoken are spirit and they are life. Let's say you have 30% doubts in the back of your mind. Usually we let the 30% be what keeps us from acting out the 70%, which is silly, right? Because the 30% is what's driving our decisions when it would make better sense that the 70% would be what drives our decisions. And so this is my comfort in my affliction, the psalmist says in verse 50, that your promise gives me life. I don't have to have 100% faith to step forward in the promise of God and to put my nickel down and to make my choices and to choose not to look at worthless things, but to let his word give me life, to let his promise give me life. Verse 93, I will never forget your precepts. Again, that's a synonym for word. I will never forget your word for by them, by your precepts, by your word, you have given me life. Develop this in your belief system, that God's word is what gives you life. God's word is his breath breathing life into your soul. God's word is his spirit hovering over your darkness, hovering over your lifelessness and saying, let there be light. Verse 107, I am severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, O Yahweh, O I am, according to your word. Give me life according to your word. Verse 130, the unfolding of your words gives light. This idea of light and life. It's the unfolding of your words gives life, gives light. Let me read the verse. The unfolding of your words gives light. This idea of let there be light in my darkness. God's word is what gives his spirit light and life in my life. Do you want the Holy Spirit to have more power in your life, then bring the word more into your life. That's the light. That's the sword of the spirit. That's the life of the spirit of God. Verse 154, plead my cause and redeem me. Give me life according to your promise. All of this repetition is the point. Give me life according to your word. Give me life according to your promise. Redeem me. Breathe into my nostrils your breath of life, your spirit of life. The words that you speak are spirit and they are life. The spirit gives life. The dust counts for nothing. The words you have spoken are spirit and they are life. And man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. 
verse 156. Great is your mercy, O Lord. Give me life according to your rules. Again, that's a synonym of, of word. Give me life according to your word. God's commandments are what give you life. They're not restrictive. They're giving you life. God is trying to give you life, call you out of the darkness, call you out of the dust, and breathe into your soul, breathe into your nostrils the breath of life. And he does that by his commandments, by his word, by his truth. So we could say it the way verse 159 says it, give me life according to your steadfast love. So God's steadfast love would be synonymous to his words, synonymous to his commandments. Give me life according to your steadfast love. Give me life according to your commandments. Give me life according to your word. I think there is a power in praying this way, that we say these words. Remember, we've talked about how the words we say are the most effective way in many times, many ways to rewire our brain. And the repetition here is important. And the phrases are important, especially when we bring imagination into how we say these phrases. So let me just lead us in a time of prayer where we pray these verses the way I think God's Spirit intends for us to pray them, to speak His life and to speak His light into our dust, into our darkness, into our lifelessness. Oh God, Verse 18 says, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your word. I pray that you would open my eyes now, that I would have wonderful insights, that I would see life-giving truths from your word, that something would happen in me by your Holy Spirit, that you bring your word into my life to breathe your life into my dust, breathe your life into my darkness as you hover over my lifelessness as you hover over the dust, as you hover over all the ways that I am clinging to worthless things, that you would speak your word into me, that I would feast from the abundance of your house and drink from your river of delights, for you are the fountain of life, and in your light I see light. So bring light into my life right now. Speak light. Speak life into me by your Holy Spirit. My soul clings to the dust, but give me life according to your word. Help me lift my eyes and to see you as the context of my life, that I am not in this small story and that all the little things in my life that are really just wrinkles that I make into mountains because I'm seeing a smaller story, that I would see this larger story. And so the things that I see as mountains of problems and depression would just be the wrinkles that they are in a larger story of your promises, of your speaking life, breathing into me the breath of life by your Holy Spirit, breathing into me the breath of life by your word, saying to me, let there be light inside me, inside my darkness, by your Holy Spirit and by your word. Open my eyes to your scriptures. Open my eyes to your word. Give me understanding. Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life according to your word. The words that you have spoken are spirit and they are life. They are of your Holy Spirit and they are living water. And they are from the river of your delights. They are leaves from your tree of life. They are the very breath of God. 
the spoken words of God that give life, that give me life. And I trust your word. I believe you. I believe your promises. I trust in your promises. This is my comfort in my affliction, verse 50, that your promise gives me life. The promises that I believe, I don't have 100% belief because I can't see them. They're not self-evident. I have to trust your word. And trust is never 100%. You know that. You know that I am but dust. The man that said to Jesus, I do believe, help my unbelief. And Jesus healed his child. I pray that you would heal me, even helping my unbelief. I do believe. And I'm going to choose to act in the greater faith that I have than the lesser unbelief that I have. I'm going to choose to act in the greater faith I have in your promises than the lesser faith I have in not believing. Give me life according to your word, because your word is my comfort in my affliction. Your word is my comfort in my difficulty, because your promises are promises of life of feasting on the abundance of your house, of drinking from your river of your delight, because you are the fountain of life, and in your light we have light and life. Verse 76, And your steadfast love comfort me according to your promises. Comfort me according to your word in your steadfast love for me, your word that breathes your steadfast love in me. Verse 88, In your steadfast love give me life, that I may keep the testimonies of your mouth, the words that come from your mouth. Every word that comes from the mouth of God is my bread of life, that I may keep your commandments, that I may follow your steadfast love that's in your word, your steadfast love that's in your commandments, in your steadfast love. Give me life. I know that your commandments are life. Even though they are difficult because I am attracted to worthless things, I pray that you would take my life in your hands and that you would not let these worthless things grab me out of your story, but that according to your steadfast love, you would give me life according to your word. I cling to your promise. I cling to your word that I may keep the commandments of your mouth. This is how Jesus lived, this is how Jesus talked, and this is how I will live. Verse 93, I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. Peter says that we have been born again by your word. By your word you have given me life. You have made known to me the path of life, it says in Psalm 16, verse 11. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And so I will not forget your word, for by your word you have given me life. You give me life. Verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word is light. Your word is life, and by your word I will walk. Verse 107, I am severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. Verse 159, consider how I love your word. Give me life according to your steadfast love. Your steadfast love is in your word. Give me life according to your steadfast love. Give me life according to your word. Breathe into me the breath of life by your Holy Spirit. I will feed off every word that comes from your mouth. 
I believe your promises. I believe your word. Speak your light and life of your word into my heart, into my soul, into my mind. For you are the one who gives life. You are the fountain of life. And in your light, the light of your word, I have life. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast of The Crossing, a church in Columbia, Missouri. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give it a rating so people can find this content more easily or consider texting it to a friend or posting it on social media. Thanks for listening.